So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. I have smoked before, but um, it's not really. It's not super my thing. It's not, it's more of a crack cocaine. Guy. Oh yeah, no, yeah, straight up. Yeah, I don't know. Weed's not my thing. Shrooms and cocaine. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a yeah. Every now and again, if it's like a holiday, meth. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you know, this is how we're starting the podcast. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad. Right. <laughs> Detox America podcast. Oh yeah. Number episode forty. Four zero. Forty. Big four zero. I'm happy to be here again. I'm happy to have been invited back. I yeah. really am. Back yeah. by popular demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jonathan Nobles. Back by my popular demand. Yeah. <laughs> he made us do it. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. I hired a man just out of frame with a gun. Yeah, He's yeah. super scary. Super scary guy. <laughs> but we're back. He's about four foot tall. Oh, and 80 the, pounds. <laughs> and a lot has happened since uh, yes. since we last yes. spoke. Right before the election, we we thought that Trump was going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff started twenty twenty one right off with some just fireworks out the gate. We have this Robin Hood thing where uh, the Game Stock Game Stock stock is like Game Stonk. Game Stonk. There it is. That's the term I was thinking of. The legit term. Is going all over the place, going just. Well, I mean, I guess I should just say straight up. Mm-hmm. But and then if you look at it, it's very straight down again. I, I had a I, I was had a gonna, bit of a giggle. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because like stocks as a concept as a thing mm-hmm. is like was never something I was interested in and mm-hmm. like sinking my teeth into. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like. I, I've asked, I've had like passing conversations with a few people to kind of get a rough idea of mm-hmm. what essentially happened, and so a bunch of trolls on the internet were just like, "Hold it down, yeah." Like, yeah. and by the and way, everybody if you, did. If you look at the if you look at the subreddit, a lot of them are still holding down. That's I like because we can talk about that if you want, because I I was kind of knee deep in that as well. I didn't make any money. I didn't put anything in, oh. but but. Uh, stocks is something that I've always, I've been interested in for like three and a half years. As soon as I learned about it, I was, you know, it's very, very interesting to me, economics, politics. So whatever y'all want to talk about, I'm game. Well, yeah, I think that is as a relevant, uh, topic. I think that that's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. So, so I've seen you post a lot about it, Mm -hmm. about not about, not just about the issue, but about like having a cohesive grasp on like 
a comprehensive grasp, excuse mm-hmm. me, of what uh, what all's going on. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, aside from the fact that a bunch of like internet trolls are are fucking up the stock market, like how how does a smart person tell a dumb person what's happening? Uh oh boy. Okay. So okay, so the so the big thing that's going on right now and the the big stock that everybody was focused on. There were a bunch of other ones like AMC, Blackberry, you know, smaller Blackberry. stock. Blackberry. Yeah, Blackberry. Yeah, kind of companies I, that I are dying see, out. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. I did see a meme that was uh like Blockbuster that was like hey, yeah. ready to do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't it's not only companies that were dying out. Now, that was a big part of it. But it was companies that were what's called short sold. Mm-hmm. And what short selling is is basically uh, I go to Isaiah and I'm like, hey, Isaiah, I'm going to buy the stock from you. I'm going to borrow the stock from you for, let's say, $40 a share. And then in a, in a month or two months time, I'm going to buy the stock and give it back to you for a little bit of a premium. And then that difference, because I think the stock is going to go down, that difference is what I get, right? So let's say I buy a, or I borrow a GameStop stock from you right now for $10. And I'm going to come back to you, ideally, and give it back for $5, right? Because, again, I think it's going to go down. What happened was GameStop was short sold by 140%, meaning that a hundred 140% of the float, which is the stocks that are available to buy, right? Non-float is what's, uh, what's owned by people that can't sell, like owners of the company. They can't sell certain stocks. Um, but float is the term... For stocks that everyday people or hedge funds can buy and sell. Um, 140% of the float was short sold. Now, I can't even explain to you how you sell more than you can buy, right, of the short, of the of the stocks that are available to buy and sell. Um, but basically what had happened was 140% of the stocks, hedge funds, had been had done that short selling thing. It's like I'm gonna borrow from you now for a little bit of money up front, and then I'm going to sell it back to you or give it back to you later. Mm-hmm. At ideally a lower cost, so then that middle part, what's in the middle, I take for profit. So what had happened was a bunch of those hedge funds took out short sales, short positions is actually what it's called, uh, on GameStop and other stocks like AMC and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and people on Reddit, I don't really want to call them trolls because I don't know if they're trolls. They're just, like, if you look at I've the, just heard them described as trolls. And, I don't know if they're trolls and that's, a lot of people describe them as trolls because people like on CNBC... Or not CNBC. Uh, I don't know. It might have been CNBC. People that are really like like uh, Wall Street. You know, we're give, we're the we're the elite. We know about the stock market, and this is like you know, it's a it's a all it's an only boys club. Oh, but see. the boys are like rich people. It's like the headline that they're using. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because they want to disparage these people. <clears throat> now, I'm not one of the redditors. I'm not a Reddit guy. Reddit has never been my thing. But as soon as this started to pop off, I made a Reddit. I went and I looked because I wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And what was going on was it was, yeah, fuck these Wall Street hedge funds. Fuck them. Because they're, they're killing uh, these companies. Because what they will do is they will take out short positions. And because they're very, really, really big hedge funds and they, you know, they're the gurus. They know what's up. They'll take out these short positions and then go on live TV or, you know, news stations, you know, finance shows and say, oh, GameStop's going down. GameStop's going down. And what, what does that do to the stock? Nobody should buy GameStop. Okay, it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. That's manipulation of the market. But in that sense, for them, it's legal manipulation. Right, right. But what, uh, you know, Reddit and Wall Street Bets is doing is they're going on and they're saying, no, just everybody buy this stock. And what that does, obviously, is that causes the stock to go up. But this has been going on. This is this uh, 
event, basically, has been going on since, like, August of last year. It's been going on for a long, long time. Because I mean, you... it seems like it has to be, like, months in the making. Right? Mm-hmm. It can't just be something that everybody's like, all right, tonight mm-hmm. at midnight, everybody, yep. you know, switch your name to <laughs> fuck Wall Street. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. it's a bigger deal than that. It's it's a huge deal. And the guy that really started it all was user slash, I think his name is Deep Fucking Value. People just call him uh, DPV. Deep Fuck, or uh, DFP, or whatever it would be. Uh, deep Fucking Value. He's the person that was like, hey, because because hedge funds have to put out their short positions. Like legally, they have to say these are the stocks that we have, these are the stocks that we're shorting, these are the stocks that we have long positions on, meaning that we're betting for the stock to succeed. Uh, they legally have to put those out. And so Deep Fucking Value looked at all these reports, saw that GME or GameStop, GME is just the, the icon for it, GME is short sold 140% and that's ludicrous. So let's all collectively over time raise this stock so that at one point it'll hockey stick, which is exactly what happened. Why is it uh, ludicrous to short it at one hundred forty percent? Like, why? So it's is ludicrous. He saying that is, is it like the ethics of it? Like they see that it's clearly uh, somebody's playing a game that they're mm-hmm. not inviting everybody into. Somebody is yes. So somebody. So the game that they're playing is like I was telling you earlier. It's manipulation of the market, and it causes certain companies to fail because companies that are already struggling, like GameStop. Like AMC because of because of COVID, like all these different shows, BlackBerry, right? They're just not innovating. These companies that are dying. And by the way, there's a part of me that understands what the hedge funds are doing because short selling is actually a really useful tool in the market. Because if I go to short sell, let's say you know Isaiah Corp, right? If I go and short sell Isaiah Corp, what I'm telling the market is that your company is not well run, so you shouldn't invest. But the problem is that when you use that to your advantage. Excuse me. When you use that to your advantage and you say, "Okay, GameStop isn't actually poorly poorly run. We just want to make money, mm-hmm. so we're going to put out a bunch of money. We're going to short sell really, really badly, or I guess we're going to short sell a lot on this one particular stock, and then we're going to get on our podiums and on our platforms and tell people to sell their GameStop shares because nobody should hold GameStop because it's a dying company." And blah 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 blah. Their short positions double, triple, quadruple in value. Mm-hmm. That's that's just what has been happening over the past year, two years, three years. So what GameStop or what uh, Wall Street Bets decided to do was it's like, okay, this is what y'all are going to do. How about we do literally the exact same thing and we're going to fuck you is basically what it was. Because this is this is the funny thing. Hedge funds are mad that a bunch of people got together, pulled their money and decided to invest it for profit. Well, especially a lot of the regular guys. Like yes. The average Joe. Yes. That, like. But, but, started but, winning. Like, but what Wall Street Bets did is what hedge funds do. They mm-hmm. pulled their money and decided to invest it for profit. So it was like a test of the taste of their own medicine. It's, it's exactly what it was. And now the billionaires are mad at it. Because, look, let's be honest. What the Wall Street Bets guys did was they said, okay, well, this is normal market functions. Let's make it abnormal. And they just flipped the table. But guess what? You can do that. Now... With all that being said, I yes. mean, any time that there's some kind of massive trolling event, mm-hmm. um, there are consequences. So mm-hmm. uh, some things, you know, go around anytime a whole bunch of people get together and do something like mm-hmm. this. So what, I mean, as far as what you understand about the situation, like what does this do to GameStop? Because one thing that mm-hmm. I read in passing was just like, their stock value implies a certain, you know, net worth and a certain flow of cash moving in their direction mm-hmm. that 
they don't have the capital to back. So mm -hmm. what happens when their stock soars mm -hmm. to the likes of a you know multi-billion dollar company and they're not a multi-billion dollar company? They were worth as much as Delta at one point. Yeah, exactly. Well, what, so what? So what happens to a business whose stock price rises like that when again they don't have they don't actually have the, the mm -hmm. value as a as a business to support that? Well, the logical thing is exactly what happened, which was that it plummeted. It plummeted all the way back down to sixty dollars. At one point, it, I think already. Highest, yeah, I read yeah. this like last week. No, yeah. I could I could pull it up on my phone. If you look at GameStop stock, it goes and then it it goes like for a second and then it goes right back down. Yeah. Yeah. Because so several months ago it was worth just a few dollars a share. Like I think like six months ago it was worth like seven dollars a share. That's, yeah, and then right. at the height of the event it was selling for more than about four hundred and eighty dollars a share. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I saw that happen. I was mm -hmm. on. It was the day that it happened. I was off, and I was just looking at the stock market, and I saw it just go up, just keep going up, just go up, go up, up, up. Sixty six point five. There you go. Yep, and now what? What I kind of laugh about is now forever until GameStop, uh, GameStop is no longer a thing. It's it's ticker tape uh, or the line that goes up and down. That's called the ticker tape. It's ticker tape is going to be forever just utterly fucked because if you're always looking at if you're looking at the section that contains the event, right? It's always just gonna because the point of a stock is to see the little fluctuations, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's always going to be destroyed because you have that one section where it went up to $480 and faded $480 a, a stock. And that's funny to me. Mm. But... It's, it's funny. Right. It doesn't... I mean... There are consequences to this yeah. stuff. You know? Like, I heard at one point that they tried to have a board meeting to, like, see what was going on. Like, hey, like all the GameStop directors, right? And people were just like, no, we're not going to go because this is ridiculous. We're just not even going to pay attention to this right now. And so they couldn't... GameStop couldn't even organize around this event which was a little like that's sad but also there's a lot of potential to GameStop if they can actually if they can actually change what they're doing change to a new platform go online do something like Steam did right now yeah. Steam is cornered the market but they are they are they're they have set themselves but in Steam a position isn't like everything that Steam offers isn't available like say on the play PlayStation Network mm -hmm. or no that's true Microsoft Store or mm -hmm. anything so yeah, maybe if speaking a different language maybe if GameStop <laughs> was to make themselves available like mm -hmm. on the PlayStation Network or mm -hmm. something Game some way to sell digital copies mm -hmm. uh, they've got to figure something out to as far as I'm concerned GameStop is sitting right above some really really rich soil and they're just not putting a shovel in the ground yeah, and it's a shame. And kind of same thing, like what happened with like Nokia. Or, yeah, you know. Hopefully, this will like kick their butts into gear. But my 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 theory is probably not because I I don't have a whole lot of faith in their in their executives. But it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be the same thing that happened to Blockbuster. They're just mm -hmm. gonna mm -hmm. hold on as long as they can, and then when it's done, it's done. Yeah, I mean, I will say some some people that were on Wall Street bets took a mighty profit. Took a took a mighty profit because they bought they bought calls which is you're betting that the stock is going to go up and they uh, bought stocks themselves and they skyrocketed. Yeah, I saw some people paying off student loans. Yeah, and that's fantastic. I'm I'm totally see. This is the thing. I might be a conservative, but like like one of my big things is I don't care for rich people. I just don't. <laughs> just generally speaking, anytime rich people are that's like the libertarian in you. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. Anytime rich people are like, oh, I'm I'm hurting. I'm like. I don't care. Like, I'm just, you're going to your boat in Cabo. Right. right? I, I just go I cry can't on your yacht. Exactly. Yeah. One you're still of, gonna eat lobster. One one other thing uh, I wanted to dig into before we finish our little mm -hmm. appetizer conversation before we move on to the mm -hmm. other stuff. 
Um, with all of this, one of the huge issues that everybody had, where everybody started to cry foul, was when mm. Robinhood uh, limited mm. users' ability to <clears throat> buy and sell mm -hmm. their stocks or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, now, I understood that it was because it required like a multi-billion dollar deposit that mm -hmm. they simply couldn't cash. To the clearinghouse. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever that means. To, to okay. me, that's just like that. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, that's totally um, understandable. To me, it just sounds like y'all made this thing to where we have to put a whole bunch of money here, mm -hmm. and we can't do that because mm -hmm. we don't have that mm -hmm. to do because y'all fucked with everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, it, the they were like, okay, well... Obviously, Robin Hood just cares about the rich people in the hedge funds and the everyday guys, you know, getting fucked or whatever. Um, but a lot of things are said without substance, you know, that are just based on speculation or suspicion. So, again, having having the understanding that you have, what um, what actually happened there? So, so there are a couple of things at play. So the SEC, that's the Securities and Exchange Commission, that is a government entity, and they regulate obviously, securities and exchanges, right? Uh, there's a thing called a clearinghouse. And there's, I think, either that's the specific name or it has a different specific name that I can't really, I can't recall. But this, the clearinghouse is not actually a government agency. It's not even a public agency. It's actually a private entity. And it's the only one of its kind, which is sort of why they can just do whatever they want. So imagine you're at a casino and you're at the betting table and you win a bunch of money, right? And you have, you don't have dollars, you don't have money. What do you have? Chips. You have chips. So where do you go? The chip place. The chip place, right? <laughs> Whatever that is, the exchange. The exchange, right? Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes that exchanger is actually not affiliated with the casino. Most of the time they are, obviously, but sometimes they're not. So you go to the chip place and you say, okay, I have all these chips. Give me my money. And either, either they will charge you to do the exchange from chips to dollars, or the casino will just eat the cost because they want more people to come to the casino. Well, think about it like this. The clearinghouse is that guy. The clearinghouse right. is that guy. So let's say, let's say I'm a seller of a stock, Jesse is a buyer of the stock, and you are Robin Hood or the clearinghouse, right? Okay. When, or actually, no, better, you would be what's called the market maker, okay? So I say, I'm selling this stock for $1.05 uh, a share. Jesse wants to buy it for 95 cents a share. What you do is you say, okay, I'm going to buy it from you and sell it to you. Me and Jesse don't actually have any interaction. We go through you, which is why you're called the market maker because oh, you make the market, okay? But you, you have to be um, sort of your position is hired onto by the clearinghouse, okay? And all of these transactions have to go to the clearinghouse because unless it goes to the clearinghouse or until it goes to the clearinghouse, it's not actually an official transaction, right? So if me and Jesse are on a site like Robinhood and I say, sell the share, and Jesse says, buy the share, and you say, okay, that's cool. Me and Jesse are seeing it instantly, right? I, I no longer have the share. Jesse instantly has the share. He has the, he no longer has the money. I have the money, right? That's actually not the way it works. In, in that two-day time period, which is how long it takes to, for it to clear through the clearinghouse, Jesse doesn't have his money and I don't have my stock. It all goes to the clearinghouse. And they say, okay, these, these two things are switching. And then it's actually an official transaction. So it's kind of like a front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I so see. so there, it, it takes that time, right? So for Robinhood, they have to send all of their transactions through the clearinghouse. Now, that clearinghouse has to get paid. And that's what those deposits are. 
Now, normally their deposits are like $250, $300 million. Now that's a lot, but for something like Robinhood, it's not that much, right? I mean, you know, it hurts, but whatever. They, it's yeah. what they have to use the service for, right? Um, well, the day that all this was going on, there were infinitely more transactions. And so the cost to send all these transactions through the clearinghouse now spiked, mm-hmm. right? As logically that is it would, right? More strain on the system, more work, more money, right? So because the clearinghouse is kind of a monopoly, like I said, they can kind of just charge whatever the fuck they want. So they said, okay, they took all these numbers and the way that they calculate this cost is actually kind of even a mystery to Robinhood, right? So nobody really knows because they're its own entity. You know, it's, they don't have to tell people. So, so all of these calculations were, went through the clearinghouse and they said, okay, to do all of this, it's $3 billion. And Robinhood said, and they, like, we can't do that. So they negotiated back down and then negotiated back down again to 700 million. But to do that, seven hundred million. From yeah. What, what was it like? Three. Three billion. That's exactly. That's exactly the problem. Where it's like, how do y'all get three billion and then negotiate down to seven hundred million? They'll settle for seven hundred. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't make what any was sense. All of that in between. Exactly. What was all that fluff? So so so. You get to three billion. To three billion dollars, yeah. right? What what people are thinking it is is Robinhood said, okay, y'all can no longer buy the stock. Y'all can only sell the stock. And that's, that's the really charitable interpretation on Robinhood's behalf is to get this stock so – to get this uh, clearinghouse fee so much lower, we had to limit your ability, what you could actually do on the uh, – what you could actually do on the app. Now, the uncharitable interpretation is Robinhood, their biggest investor, the biggest customer that Robinhood has, it's a, a, a hedge fund, hedge fund by the name of Citadel. Okay? So Citadel, the very non-charitable interpretation is Citadel said, hey – we're losing billions of dollars right now, uh, so fucking stop. And Robin Hood said, "Yes, sir, got it." And <laughs> so that's was the this, very uncharitable interpretation. Was the same thing happening with other trading, like uh, a TD few. Ameritrade or yeah, anything like that? A few, but again, places like TD Ameritrade, they're also owned by other hedge funds. Now, I don't know, I don't know exactly who it is. I don't know if it's Citadel or if it's not, but some other apps are owned by some other hedge funds. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry to to peek behind this little curtain real quick but the the last interesting thing that i read in passing was there was a claim about or, or what was it it was it was a post that said now that you guys are learning about you know messing with the stock market mm-hmm. look at what stocks were shorted right before 911 <laughs> i i like, saw it too and i didn't i didn't research it mm-hmm. um, i just figured that oh well, there's a, there's a there's a you know so a little thorn it? in the back of my brain. Do you, I, did, did you I didn't I didn't look it up, but if if I were to guess, it would probably have been airlines. Yeah. If I were to if I were to guess, but again, yeah, conspiracy sense. theories are not exactly my wheelhouse. I have a couple that I'm like, nor are they mine. Yeah, but I, I think mean, they're fun. It's conspiracy theories are definitely fun, but yeah. whenever you get into like the QAnon stuff, I I I should talk QAnon so much because I think QAnon does. Is so much more damage to the conservative movement than yeah. anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Like bar I mean, none. Yeah, it does a lot of damage, and I mean, just as much damage as you know anything happening on the fringe left mm-hmm. is it, it discredits the whole movement. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. Speaking of uh, that, I think there's a good segue. So, 
we we were wrong. Uh, I Trump, was wrong. Trump, I was. I'll wrong. say we were all wrong. I'll say it straight up. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. I'm not. I I said it. I said it the day after the election. I was like, well, I was I was wrong. Yep. And I'm not afraid to say it. I think. And you said. lost a bet, right? No. Oh, you I, won the bet. I won. You bet the bet against yourself. Did, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. And so that was that turned out to be a good bet because oh. th- this was this was my logic, right? Okay. This was during the primaries. Joe Biden is the most unifying person because he's the he's a dead person. He's the most milk toast person because you have Buttigieg and he's like he's got his portion, and you've got Kamala Harris and she had her portion, and then you have all these different people and they have her portion or their portions. But you have Joe Biden. He was the Democratic vice president under Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like everybody oh, can man. stomach yeah. running for Joe Biden. Joe has an invitation to and the back then. The they were just so all the. Yeah, there were just all the Joe Biden memes. Like he was harmless. He's got his hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. And now, and now it's again. It's just like this. Like first, it was a reality TV show, and then it was like a meme person. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. See, it's I like we're we're having a we have a concerning pattern of leadership. I just I, wonder how much more silly it's gonna get until yeah, yeah. like like. Add, add to, to, his, to his uh, to his credit, I mean, he is like a politician too. Yes, he was featured in memes, but I guess my I guess... question would be: Okay, can we can we address the elephant in the room? How conscious is Joe Biden? Like, honestly, I don't know. How... I haven't I haven't like really like. I mean, I've never met the guy. You know? uh-huh. That's true. Uh, I've never I, met him either. I, I don't but... know. Uh, I don't know what his like real life. Un- yeah, I mean, we'll see unfiltered in, mannerisms. Mm, yeah, we'll see. And, like, We'll get the sound bites of every mm-hmm. time he fumbles a word mm-hmm. and all that. And, but but yeah, I mean, we got saying, that. We got that in person. See, what I what I'm really enjoying now is my favorite part about all this is seeing all of the uh, like super super diehard Trump fans uh, who are using a rational and articulate brain to pick apart Joe Biden, and it's just like, where was that with Trump? Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's a good question. Like, like, people like, you know, like, us, we're, we're like, fuck, fuck all, fuck the whole show, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like... Which is a very reasonable position you know, to take. It's, it's, I totally just, get it. It's just like, I'm so glad that now you feel this way. Now mm-hmm. you can criticize and look at the leadership with scrutiny and, and mm-hmm. with accountability and be like, hey, you shouldn't do that because there are consequences, mm-hmm. or hey... Uh, I don't like that you did that, mm-hmm. and not just be like, "Well, he's on my team." So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. yeah. Well, people, <laughs> see, see, this is the thing. So, I don't think I did that for Trump. I, if you, I think we can actually go back and look. Yeah, I criticized Trump every time. Well, I, I wasn't. I, I no. wasn't specifically referring to a hundred percent because this is the thing. Like, if you want me to criticize Trump, like I can do it lying down. It's right. not. It, everybody can point out his faults, right? right? It's not even a challenge. But, but the people that make me you know, most interested are the people that you were talking about, but in the reverse where it's mm-hmm. like hammering. And the only reason it's more interesting is because it seems like it's everybody. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's media, it's journalists, it's Hollywood, it's, it's most career politicians like Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, almost every chance he get, he would shit on Trump. But now with Joe Biden, it's just like, whoa, now I want to work across the aisle. <laughs> it's like, okay, what the hell? What the uh, hell? I don't know. Uh, Trump is Trump made it easy. He, Trump, he, was, made he made a good bad guy that mm-hmm. just like was easy to pick apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. To me, it, it was just part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump. But I mean, like Trump had this had this very polarizing effect. Whereas, um, you know, it's like you said, Joe Biden is this very neutral, gray, just uh, no politician. Yeah, politician who's just like 
we know that he's just gonna, you know, he's just gonna. He's gonna. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't keep, keep sailing the, the the broken boat to the well, next. Someone, port, someone's know? writing these these nice thought out speeches for him, and he yeah. gets to and the tweets. Yeah, and he gets to you know just stand at the podium and say all the pretty words when mm. we have seen this shit mm. before with with this party in particular that mm. it's just a lot of empty bullshit like, how do you think is no substance behind can it can we also not forget that his vice president literally called him a rapist and a racist on stage yeah like, can that's, we like not forget about that shit. that's so fucking funny and you and see then, it happen in yes. every presidential race is that it's always bash 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 each other bash each other kamala but harris, now let's team up and... kamala harris is a very unique case because afterwards after she accepted the or this was either just before or afterwards uh that she accepted the vice presidency People were talking to our work reporters, like good reporters were like, okay, so you're going to run with the man that you call the racist and a rapist, like on stage, on national live television. And then she, well, because it's too. Kamala Harris, she does her weird like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a debate. She, don't remember that? You ever see that? She literally is like, it was a debate. Okay, so yeah. you either don't believe the shit you say or you're lying now. Yeah. And you know he's a racist, makes me, but... It makes me trust you just so much more. Yes. Like, See, this is well, the thing. Is there, is there a non-extreme position where it's just like, maybe she just, I don't know, changed her mind? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you can change your I mean, mind on are... somebody being, a, and being a an abhorrent rapist and a racist, if yeah. you can do that that quickly... I give you maybe you should be the president. I give you props because yeah. I can't do that. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying I could, but I mean, like, is that Kamala Harris straight up was like he should he should stop his presidential campaign because these allegations are bad enough, and then the entire Democratic Party coalesced around him. And like, I don't know if y'all remember that it was like one week's time where like Buttigieg dropped out, Klobuchar dropped yep. out, uh, all of these different like establishment Democrats or soon to be establishment Democrats dropped out and threw their support behind Joe Biden. And see, that's the kind of stuff that like makes that's coordination. Me, yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that I sit back and look at, and I'm like, no, there's there's strings being pulled, and this shit is uh uh like a charade. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, way. Uh, have y'all heard about the Times article that came out not too long ago? Like, literally just a couple of days ago. Oh, this is going to be really fun. Whenever we want to talk about that, we can talk about that. But what the, was the headline? Uh, oh, it's a really good headline. Okay, <laughs> let me let me pull it up. Okay, so basically... Oh, wait, one, two, two things. Yes, I yeah, go ahead. Ask. Uh, well, let me pull this up. Do you think uh, that there was large-scale voter fraud? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's it okay, so here's the thing. So, the My Pillow guy. Uh, y'all know what Mind Pillow is. Y'all know what I'm talking about at all. Mm-mm. Y'all need to get more involved. <laughs> so, so Mike Lindell, I believe is his name. Mike Lindell is the owner and founder of a company called My Pillow. He's a very, he's a very hardcore Trump supporter, uh, and he has been screaming at the top of his lungs about voter fraud and voter irregularities and straight up like Dominion voting machines, all that shit. Sounds like a few people I know. Yeah, uh, his Twitter was the taken Dominion down. Dominion voting machine. That was like. Yeah, well, now Dominion is suing people, uh, and maybe they actually have a case. Uh, but this is the really funny thing is, y'all know what Newsmax is? No. Newsmax is basically Fox News, but worse. Uh, and by the way, I, the only thing that I listen to on Fox News, and even then I listen to only clips of it, is Tucker Carlson. Because so, sometimes he can be reasonable. But like, so like Lou Dobbs, right? Lou Dobbs got taken down. But Lou Dobbs was another very like reasonable person. 
some people on Fox News are straight up like they want to suck his Trump's dick, and I can't stand that. Tucker Carlson has criticized Trump before. So I, I, I have a, I have a lot more sympathy towards Tucker Carlson, but he's the only one. Newsmax, I have seen clips of, and it's just, it seems like nonsense all the way through. But this is the funny thing. Mike Lindell, my, my pillow guy, went on to Newsmax, and the people were like, so Mike, your Twitter was taken down. Let's just talk about why, why do you think your Twitter was taken down? And Mike Lindell, right out of the gate, is like, well, I was talking about Dominion voting and how there was wide-scale fraud. And the people at Newsmax were like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. So we have a letter from our lawyers. No, Mike, you need to stop. Like, and like shut him Damn. down. And it got so bad. The anchor straight up was like, can we cut this? And left. Oh, shit. He left. He left the interview, just straight up was like, I don't want to have this conversation with Mike Lindell anymore. That's how crazy Mike Lindell is. Whoa, that's crazy. That's unprecedented. It's absolutely hilarious. If y'all haven't seen it, if y'all haven't seen it, you should absolutely go and look it up. It's literally like maybe two and a half minutes long. It's the funniest shit in the world because there's also a part where Mike is talking and you can't really hear him because the main anchor is talking over him and Mike is talking, 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 talking. And then the anchor asks him a question and Mike stops. I'm sorry. Mike stops talking and he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest shit. Yeah. See it, watch it as soon as you can. Um, but yeah, so I say all that to get to this. The States certified their votes. There were there there was shit that was changed through improper channels. Pennsylvania is the biz, biggest example. The governor just signed a thing and changed the voting laws. The Constitution of Pennsylvania says any changes to voting laws have to go through the state legislature. It didn't. There was stuff in Mexico, stuff in Arizona. By the way, I can I can show you what it was with this Times article whenever we want to get to it because it is. If y'all haven't heard about it, this is going to be great. It's going to be great catching y'all's reaction. Um, but. There was undoubtedly questionable things that happened. Voter fraud, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. Voter irregularities, I don't know how anybody can look at what happened and say, that's totally fine. That's regular. And if it's, if it's not regular, it's irregular. So voter irregularity, I think, is, I think was a, a big, big thing that happened. Now, it's over. It doesn't matter. We're done. You, we're certified. The Electoral College counted. And the Electoral College vote was certified. Joe Biden was inaugurated. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. As a citizen of the mm -hmm. United States, he is my president. As unfortunate as it is. <laughs> well, um, damn, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Now, that begs the question, how do you think he's doing so far? I think he's doing terrible. And it's not even a question. Literally, during the, during the campaign, during the campaign, Joe Biden, during... A, uh, during um, basically what amounted to a town hall, came out and was vehemently against executive orders. Yeah, vehemently. He said literally. And he has well, signed literally like more than double, triple what any it's, other president has It's absolutely unbelievable. The now, one. the excuse from the White House and Jen Psaki, who I think is, I think is the worst press secretary we've had in 20 years, uh, other than... Who was it 20 years ago? I was a year old or two years. I was two years old. And like, a just well, actually, that press secretary Clinton's would have been presidency. Well, yeah, I was born during Clinton's presidency, yeah. actually. But uh, no, we had a pretty bad press secretary uh, near the beginning of George Bush's, Bush's 
presidency. Don't ask for the name. I totally, I'm going to blank on it. But they were a pretty bad one. Or he was pretty bad. Um, but Jen Psaki, Jen, I'm going to circle back to that, Psaki, uh, is also pretty terrible. But but the White House's excuse for doing so many EOs um, is, okay, well, most of these EOs are to uh, overturn Trump's executive orders. I don't care. Get it done through the legislature. I, by the way, I bashed Trump for his EOs, and I will bash Obama. His EOs were terrible. George Bush, he didn't have, uh, well, I don't know exactly how many he had, but any EOs he did, I don't necessarily like. See, this is the kind of people that I like is that, like, I don't know. It it just, it's it's so nice to me to be able to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. who can logically look at both sides, like, Oh, you talked about me? Yeah. Because, oh, okay. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought you were no. I thought you were talking about Joe Biden. Oh, fuck no. I was like, no. What? No, because like, okay. Wait, and okay. what might surprise our viewers who who've been listening to us, you know, during Trump's presidency, and they're like, oh, they just bashed Trump, and mm-hmm. it's like, no, we're gonna get on Biden's ass too. Yeah. Like, where are the two thousand dollar checks? This two thousand dollar checks. Damn thing? checks, Joe. Where, who who built the cages, Joe? Where are the two thousand dollar checks, Joe? Like where happened? What happened to fifty thousand jobs just with one stroke of a pen? Well, they're gone. When it comes to those empty promises that I was talking about, it's like it's just the same fucking same song and dance. Mm-hmm. And like, when the fuck are we gonna actually wake up? Mm-hmm. Not this pretend, you know, wake up. You know, Trump is our our leader. Trump is like the whole idea that Trump is a businessman and not a politician. Like they're swim, they're in the same fucking boat. Mm-hmm. Like. They're the same fucking people. Mm-hmm. Same yacht. I think what uh, I think what yacht. people liked about Trump, which is a large part of the reason that I like had, I don't I don't like to say that I liked Trump, but I have fondness for him. Like I still do. But he talked like a he talked like a human being. He yeah. wasn't up on stage and he didn't say, "Oh, well, we're we're going to circle back to that." Or you know, the the this isn't these aren't kids in cages. These are unaccompanied minors, like in housing or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he doesn't talk about that. He's like, "No, yeah, we're going to invade Saudi Arabia for their oil." It's like, and he just says it. It's like that's refreshing. There's no smoke in mirrors. Exactly. Exactly. Now that that being said, I I read a thing and I forget who it was from, but it said uh, Trump is simultaneously the most honest and most dishonest president we've ever had because he'll lie about little shit. He'll be like, no, I never had sex with Stormy Daniels. You definitely did. But then, <laughs> but then he's like, yeah, we're just going to invade Saudi Arabia. And then he's like, it's the China virus. Like, and that that shit's really funny. Yeah. I really like that stuff. But. Does it make for being a good politician or being, uh, well, a, a, being a leader? You're, you're not getting lied to about important stuff, so it depends on how much you value that. Because now we have John Kerry as the climate czar, I think is his name, and he lies three ways to Sunday. You know, so I like he like John Kerry got off of a private jet, which is it's not even close. It's one of the worst ways you can travel. It's for right. people that are being when transported when it comes to yeah, when it comes to yeah. the environmental stuff, climate change. He got off of a uh, of a private plane and a reporter was like, John Kerry, you're the pri- you're the climate czar, but you just took a private plane. Like, what's your excuse? And he's like, well, I'm an important person because I'm offsetting my climate. Shut the fuck up, Grandpa. Like, he married into... By the way, this is a fun fact. John Kerry might, uh, married into the Heinz Corporation. So, yeah, his wife uh, is the daughter of the guy that invented Heinz. So he doesn't care. Like, he's worth billions of dollars. He doesn't care about the environment. I genu- I think I think John Kerry is an actually dishonest, disingenuous hack that just wants to go around the planet 
in a private jet and ignore poor people. Like, I have no faith in him as doing anything climate change-wise. Hmm. But with these executive orders, in case you wanted to say anything about John Kerry, <laughs> John Kerry is probably the most boring person in politics. I don't know who so John wait, Kerry So did we go he was, he, was the, he was the Democratic nominee yeah. in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, that guy. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that walking stick. I thought I, it, it might... A face he came was, to my brain was, when you uh, said that, and I was like, no, there's no way. John Kerry. That's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I was mm-hmm. in, like, fourth grade, and I remember, because it, it, what stood out to me was, okay, wait, so he was the one who, did he go up against Bush? Yeah, yeah, in 2004. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, so this is why that st- stands out to me, is because my first experience of, like, polarized politics was like i didn't know what a fucking democrat or republican was in mm-hmm. fourth grade like i'd heard the names mm-hmm. and i was just like i know that my mom cares about that stuff and she says that we're republicans so i guess that's our team <laughs> uh-huh. and that's our, um, that's our team and my dad was like don't even fucking talk to me about that shit. Uh-huh. like you know what i mean like, just don't even want to talk yeah about um so it was just like like I, again i didn't know anything and then i was outside of this store somewhere with my family and this uh girl sees a poster of john Kerry. she's like hey mom look it's john Kerry." she's like ugh john Kerry. (laughs) we're voting for george bush john (laughs) Kerry's an idiot and i was like okay well hold on that's true (laughs) we're we're like outside of like albertson's or something Uh and and like we just like we're just talking to talking just normal stuff i was just like um i was just like no 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 Excuse me, I'm, I have it backwards. Mm-hmm. It was it was a George Bush thing, and they were like, "No, we're voting for John Kerry. George Bush is an idiot," and that's what it was. <laughs> that's, that's also true. George Bush is kind and of I was, like, I was like, I was like, because I was like, "Mom, didn't you say that George Bush was the good guy?" And uh, she was just like, "I'm confused." She, yeah, she was just like, "Some people just." Ah, uh, she said she said something along the lines of just like some people just don't know better or something like that. And it's just like, it like, like, like essentially, like some people are stupid and vote for the for the for different people than I do, and like in my it's head, I was just like, today, I was like, how disappointing, you know, like how disappointing that they picked the wrong guy. Like in my fourth fourth grade brain, I was just uh, like, huh, what what dumb people. <laughs> and here I am today. I'm just like, I had a very similar story, and I had a very similar story because my dad liked to tell the story. Where in uh, 2008, you had uh, Mitt Romney. Or was it? No, it was no. Mitt Romney was Mitt 2012. Romney, I'm sorry. Mitt Romney was 2012. Was it was John McCain in 2008. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, in 2008, I had gone to school. I had learned about politics. And this is kind of funny considering where I am now in politics. I, I you know, we got politically informed because it was a presidential race. It's 2008, and I come home and uh, I say, you know, Dad, I learned about politics today. I, you know, I got taught about the presidential campaigns, and he said, okay, well, if you could vote, who would you vote for? And I said, Obama. And he said, why? And I said, because Obama likes puppies. I was nine, eight or nine. And, and my dad goes, I don't think, I think John McCain likes puppies too. Like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's not what my teacher said. And so, that, <laughs> like, so, so it's like, you know, I, I have a very similar experience. That is funny, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, again, it sounds like back, around the same age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and, and, and I, I mean, mean personally, sure I would like my president to like cook. I agree. But agreed. I mean, like that's about the measuring stick when you're that age. Like it's just like, like does, yeah. Does he endorse cookies and puppies? You've got my vote, right? You've got <laughs> my vote. Which and, is it's one removed from how I vote now, which is taxes. <laughs> taxes is the third one. Yeah. Cookies, puppies, lower taxes. You got it. There we go. Man, and and so it's just just to circle back around it's really fun to see a lot of the um like team players uh just kind of like really be hypocrites i guess i can say openly mm-hmm. um because there's, so there's a bunch interesting to see I because it's it. just like well this about the president and that about the president and then it's just like what happened to like you respect the office and would never criticize and right, or right. what happened to it doesn't matter, you know, you should never speak ill. What happened yeah. to... Like, one of the greatest what things happened to, to now is that... He's going through so much. What happened to the Lord appointed him? Like, what happened to all of that? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just It like, went out the window because we, people on my side, for whatever reason, figured the, the devil cabal elected Biden. And whatever, man. And, yeah, well, and that the is... same thing happened when Obama was elected. Oh, he yeah, was the yeah. Antichrist, you know? There, yes, everybody... I, yeah, I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah. Absolutely, and, I am. And, and, it was and literally people lynching and burning an Obama like stuffed doll thing. But what, what also is really interesting to see come back around is the whole... Uh, you know, doomsday people mm-hmm. you know, saying, you know, this is the end of America. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah, what happened to the Civil War? Thing? The same people were saying the same shit when Obama was a president, mm-hmm. and you know, they're gonna take all our guns and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And it's just funny to see it all come back around. Like, calm the fuck down. This sh- the shit show is gonna continue. Okay, well, on the on the guns note and on the Civil War note, I have two things. So uh, there is a bill being introduced to the to the House of Representatives. I think it's called HR two two seven or something like that, and it's a national registry for firearms, meaning that you are no longer allowed to have what's called a ghost gun. You don't know what a ghost gun is? I'm assuming it's an unregistered gun. It's an it's out yes, it's an unregistered gun. It's a it's a gun where you order everything except the part which is for different guns, it's different things. Which carries but, the serial number. Which carries the serial number. And then what you do with that part is you literally just get what amounts to a block of metal and you put it through a, a fitter. And you grind it and you it's there's a technical, like a machiner, basically what it is. And then you craft the part to fit your piece and now you have a gun that doesn't have a serial number. So, but but this bill would make stuff like that, it would make it illegal. So, it we're, we're not there where it's like they're taking our guns but it's like look in my experience with my knowledge of history the first people that lost their guns in germany were the jews so i see this is the thing and this sounds like for somebody that doesn't think about this stuff like 24 7 because i do and i'm a big fan of history and i'm a big fan of politics it's a really hard thing to communicate to radical people on the left. I don't like to say radical leftists, but it's a really difficult thing to communicate to radical leftists. It's like, you are scaring the shit out of any of us that know anything about history. Because the messaging that comes out of far, far leftists is it's like white people are bad, white people caused all of this stuff, men, white men, those are the next ones, and then it just goes down the list. What do you do whenever you want everybody to be unified against one thing? You create an enemy. It's literally what Hitler did in the 1930s. It's literally what uh, Lenin did 
for the proletariat in what would that be 1910 it's literally the exact same thing that's happening but it's happening in america now and you have and it's white people doing yes, it to themselves and it's well it's yes exactly it's white people doing it to themselves because you have professors like Ibram x kendi you have professors like which there, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of merit to you know the fact that a lot of the way that society is set up today is because of white men yeah by the way and by a the lot way of the I, ills in society were set up a long time ago by white men let me which say is, this understandable i get i get the idea that there is a thing such as majority privilege but titling it white privilege i'm just not a big fan of because it's counterintuitive it's counterintuitive because it doesn't go actually to the heart of what's the problem right because i'm white right so there i i'm going to be treated a different way from by other white people than like just in little ways i'm totally sympathetic to that but i don't have that if i go to china because majority privilege there is now chinese privilege or asian privilege or whatever the hell you want to call it i just don't think that calling it white privilege or male privilege or whatever the fuck i don't think that gets to the heart of the actual problem which is that you have tribal instincts people like their in groups right okay but with all that said you have people like robin d'angelo writing white fragility which literally posits an infallible argument which is that white all white people are racist and if you disagree with that then that proves that you have right white fragility you're you're a fragile white person so you have white fragility which is a symptom of racism so if you fight if you fight the idea that all white people are racist that instantly proves oh you're it's a it's a self-proving hypothesis mm-hmm. it's circular reasoning stuff like that that is pushed by people like robin d'angelo people like ibram x kendi it is a faulty idea and it is horrible and rotten to the core because it, it directly will lead to the destruction of america directly hmm. and i don't know how to stress that more to people on the radical left it's scaring the shit out of me because i have read a history book mm-hmm. That was really intense. No, no, that's great. Like um, I said, I think about these things for like days at a time. I just don't see it coming. Sorry. My bad. I just don't see anything like that really coming to fruition. I think that people can work themselves up into paranoia over something like that. That's just, there's going to be something else that comes along where all that shit's going to... Give it, a, give it a few well, years. That was, a, that was a, a, a two-part thing. So to circle back to the gun thing... Um, Oh yeah, it I can sounds, look that up. It sounds like it might just be a little bit harder to go out of your way. Oh, fuck, I'm not. Yeah. To have like an unregistered gun, which may you know there's, have something to do with like crime or something. You can't. You can obviously <laughs> count it exactly, but there's estimates of like millions of ghost guns within the United States. Doesn't surprise me. And, yeah. I mean, my thing is like, what is the like? functional utility of a of a ghost gun like what makes it important to be a ghost gun as opposed to a registered gun it's unregistered the government doesn't that doesn't government doesn't know what i have that doesn't doesn't know that i have it exactly and by the way i don't want the government to know that i have any guns yeah i mean i again i could understand their goddamn business but yeah i could also understand why that would be something that we keep track of like we keep track of a lot we keep track of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's to which, you know, like, knowing where that stuff is going is important to, like, safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I think, I think, so, the gun situation is really weird. Of course, I think everybody uh, should have the right to bear arms. But I think that when buying a gun, I think it's. I think it should be like a driver's license. I think that mm-hmm. you should 
be able to prove that you know how to handle a gun safely, um, pass it, pass a course. I just think it should be, I don't know. It's you're stepping into you know murky waters when saying that it, there should be some regu regulations. But mm. I think gun safety is so fucking important. Gun safety is absolutely important, but I just don't think I just don't think that a national registry of owned firearms is going to be beneficial to anybody except criminals. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't know what um, if, if I'm not the, if I'm not idea... necessarily arguing for or against either one. I'm curious what you think is good or what you think is bad about uh, like again, to me it just sounds like it's harder to go out of your way not to not to have a registered gun, which it sounds like the easiest way to go about getting a firearm is mm, just, just to going, go through the legal channel gun as far and as registered. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that's uh, something that Unless you're, what is it, a felon, or is there any other yeah. reason? I guess mentally unsound in some which which I way. feel like there should. I think that. And I'm, I'm not speaking as an expert. I'm I'm kind of asking. I mean, I think that I think it is something that we should think about and we should talk about whether or not someone's mental health should be taken into consideration when buying mm -hmm. a buying a gun. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason I'm hesitant for that is because the second that I think. Uh, radical radical members within the democratic party get into power if if we already have standing to say okay well you have a medical or you have a, a mental health issue so you're barred from having this weapon a mental health issue could basically be as broad as you want right. so it's like oh you voted for trump that's a mental health issue now i'm not i'm not saying that is what will happen yeah but you you could have situations Opening the door for stuff like exactly that. exactly yeah. by the way i i have it up if you want me to read if the whole idea if the whole idea to if the whole idea is to make sure that we're not getting guns into the hands of criminals, then fucking scratch, shut up, mm -hmm. because they're gonna get their hands on it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's it's, yeah. it's just like the the drug war. You yes, know? I mean, yeah. If you if people want to smoke pot in this country, even in the state of Texas, they do it. Like they do it on yeah. mass. It's yeah, not even just close. because it's illegal doesn't mean that people are not going to do it. And that's so if that's your argument then just shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not it's not valid. We need to figure out we need to have a more logical conversation. No, I agree. I agree entirely. You got the earth-shattering times article? Okay, this is not the times article. This is HR 127, the Sabica oh, okay. and Sheik Firearms uh, Firearm Licensing and Registration Act uh, uh, sponsored by Sheila Jackson Lee from uh, Texas. Uh, I'm just going to read the first line. To provide for licensing of firearms and ammunition per, uh, possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunitions. So that's what it is. So, so you're, you have, you have registration of firearms and you per, you, uh, prohibit certain ammunitions. And from the little reading that I've done about that, uh, it's mainly like 50 cal, larger, larger caliber, uh, uh, ammunition pieces, which again, I'm already against because I think if you say, okay, well, you're not, you're not responsible enough to own this type of bullet. Again, look, slippery slope arguments are almost always vindicated, almost always vindicated because you can make fun of them in the moment, but they almost always come true, right? So if I say you're not responsible enough to own a, a 50 caliber round, what is stopping me from in five years saying you can no longer own a 45? 45. Or it, five years oh, after that, nine millimeter, 10 yeah. millimeter rounds. Now you can't have anything. Like, I just, I, I don't, don't think it's actually that radical of an idea. I I think that it's a largely speculation based idea. I think of course that it, is. it assumes, it assumes this linear trajectory of, uh, 
government yeah, overreach. Well, yes, government but, power. But, but like this incremental, like but will America one step let that automatically happen? means the second step automatically means the third step in this direct pathway to which there's no deviation. Did you know I, income tax? The first one was two percent, and it was only meant to be around for three years. Uh, did you know that? Uh, what was the fucking counterpoint I had to that just now? It popped into my head. Uh, no, I did not know that. But uh, my my point is, governments governments very seldom relinquish their power and go backward. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily dispute the idea of that, but I also don't think that it's a conc like it's not concrete. It's not like every time this happens, the next thing is going to happen. Sure, so sure. But do you want to take that chance? Um, I mean. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> you do want to take that chance. I, I think I you're, saying, you're a much braver man than I. I was am. saying I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not uh, adverse to taking the chance based on that specific argument. I'm not, I'm not going to say no. I definitely won't take that chance because I mean we take a lot of chances with a lot of stuff. I mean to to sit there and create a series of unfortunate events to to unfold uh along you know the certain line to, but it, it to be an entirely speculative argument i think that it's well to say are you are you willing to take that chance uh-huh. is, is, a, is a little bit absurd you know what i mean it's like i don't think it's absurd at all because i, I think the say, dots that i'm connecting are entirely logical i'm if but if i were to say for example i don't know like, i think that uh, like, income tax increase <clears throat> is a lot easier to pull over on americans than Stripping their right to bear arms. You would you would think that at first people people get we have seen over the past year that people are very susceptible to like, being told like what good, to do and doing it. I yeah, I mean example, they definitely don't surprise me. And American stupidity doesn't. I think a good example of of something that might sound completely absurd would be to say like if we let. Uh, Trump be president, then automatically the, the next person that's going to be president is going to be, um, you know, another TV star, and then the oh, next Robert person Ray. is going to be a YouTuber, and then the next person is going to be uh, fucking, Joe you know what I mean? Uh, next, <laughs> ne- lo- lower and lower uh, in terms of professional qualification. If Until I were to automatically to... assume that, yeah, it's possible. Have you ever seen? Until that, have you ever seen that Camacho? President uh, Camacho. I've, I've seen that was, pieces. That yeah. was the whole idea, yeah. where right. it just got dumber and dumber and right. dumber. Right, but and it's, dumber. it's laughable because it's, it's not laughable anymore. We had Donald <laughs> Trump, who was a real estate agent, <laughs> right. okay. as okay. the president of the United States. It is, and it's, and it's concerning. But a it man who built his career off of lying to people my, became the president of the free world. My only point in this uh, is to say that that kind of what is reality i am not going to make a major decision based off of an argument like that because based off of me, theoretical yeah because to me it's like it there, it leaves too much up to like do i want to ta- i don't give a shit about taking taking chances like i give a shit about what how do i put this like like if you can give me like hard facts or hard evidence or like no this is definitely the trend that's definitely going to happen then that's one thing but if you're just like i don't want to take the chance because what if this then what if that then what if this then what if that you know what i mean i don't think you can really make definitive arguments because it's the future and so you like it's unless it's a 100 percent certainty 
You can't make a political argument like that. Like, even if I said, okay, well, we shouldn't give Democrats control of the Senate, which they already have. We shouldn't give Democrats control of the Senate because they will pack the courts. How do I know they'll pack the courts? Because AOC has talked about it. Rashida Tlaib has talked about it. Um, uh, Ilhan Omar has talked about it. Uh, Bobby Kennedy up in Massachusetts, I think, he talked about it. About, like, okay, if they put in uh, ACB, which they did, we will pack the courts. Is that enough for but you? To, the, is that yeah, enough for you to say okay, it will happen? That's a that's a different amount of contributing information. You see what I'm saying? So okay, well, I don't Democrat, think that, Democrats don't want you to have a gun, and if they can take a small step, that's what a, is stopping that's them? That's a very absolute statement. Right. That, again, that's like that's like me saying that that's like, like Trump you, people don't all want Democrats, Mexicans yeah. in, in yeah, that's in like the country. Saying, yeah, that's like. That's like it's, saying Trump voter or Republicans I, don't want Mexicans. What if what if I said the far left doesn't want you to have guns because they yeah. talk about it all the time? Makes, that's much. I would say I think that AOC is practically the leader of her party right now because I think that she kind of drives the ship. Articulating a genuine sense of the argument is is more important. So, for example, like uh-huh. like one thing I was really big about understanding uh, whenever Trump gained office mm-hmm. is who was legitimately racist uh, and Mm -hmm. supporting Trump because they were no longer a closet racist and Mm -hmm. who uh, just had, you know, conservative concerns that uh, Trump, you know, vibed with, that Mm -hmm. he was just like, hey, you know, we're going to work on job security. We're going to work on uh, the illegal immigration. Building that world. Trades. We're going to work on things that are important to the working class. We're going to, you know, lift you guys up. You know, uh, Learning how to actually distinguish between, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the radical, the crazies, and the people who had legitimate grievances that they believed that Trump would be able to address. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just as important to, you know, depolarize the the uh, the broad generalizations mm-hmm. on the left, you know, as mm-hmm. it is on the right. If you okay. have a have a clear understanding. Now, I have many times heard arguments about different forms of regulations uh i've never heard uh what i would call a credible person say nobody should have guns at all um and when i mean credible person i mean like you know obviously uh not 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 somebody i went to high school Mm -hmm. you see what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like people i went to high school would say stupid shit Mm -hmm. but like and and I'm, i'm totally open to to this this i feel like you're holding back all of this this enthusiastic information that you're going to share with me. I, um, I actually don't have anybody on 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 mind that, on hand. Okay, so so not that I couldn't find it. I'm based, sure. Yeah, so based on what I understand, nobody's actually trying to say no guns at all. I I hear increase regulation. I hear make it harder. I hear increase the age. I hear limit the uh you know the and, and this is where Caliber. the argument really starts to disintegrate. Is like people can't agree on like. People, some people are saying, like, no, guns are scary. And some people are saying, like, you know, we need to just not do the, the heavy military, tactical, etc. assault. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, again, the, the argument really falls apart the further down the rabbit hole you go. But uh-huh. the only thing I understood from a credible source was just more regulation. And, again, like, this is going back to, like, Obama. Like, mm-hmm. common sense gun laws. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, but, okay, and, the, as far as I'm concerned, that's the shield that they will always use. And I think the last, like, there's a kind of a joke on the right. The last common sense gun law will be no more guns. 
<laughs> that's one. Of, that's one of the. That's a well, joke on but, the right. And, and and it's not like the precedent I'm, hasn't been set. You know, like you. Look do you at understand Australia, that sentiment though? Yes. Yeah, I think you Australia at, is a terrible. At, uh, I think England Australia is a terrible person. as well. You know, like yeah, they they got really stabby. You start seeing chemical attacks and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like, a bad thing. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I completely agree with that. Um, and I don't think that necessarily. But uh, hold on, what was it? I think it was Japan. Um, that had some really promising. Uh, crime and gun death statistics uh, in after they again I'm, I, I, I'm mm-hmm. very loose on my understanding of this mm-hmm. yeah uh, I don't know I believe, about Japan, I believe so. Japan like pretty much just said no guns uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to like google back on this but I'm pretty sure Japan is like like not experiencing a gun problem right now like, there's no underground. Yeah, well, there's no gun problem in the UK either. But like you said, they're stabbing each other and running each other over with bands. So yeah, anything's a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. like I could have a spoon and I could kill you with it somehow. So, so I again, all that to say that I don't think that it is a genuine or realistic concern to to worry that even considering. Re- the regulatory process of, of having conversations about regulating guns. I don't think that that's an automatic, you know, tipping the They're domino in this great yeah. scheme of, 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 you know, remove all guns from the country. Mm-hmm. Although I recognize the human possibility, I don't think that in this country that that's just something that's feasible then again i didn't think that so it was feasible for somebody like trump to take office you know what i mean i didn't think that it was feasible for biden to win so Mm -hmm. what i understand is feasible is obviously fluid (laughs) and i obviously i have no rebuttal to that other than to just say i disagree i (laughs) i I think i think that the democrats ultimate goal is to no no longer allow you to have firearms anymore would you say that's your that's it we're only the see that's the funny is that a firm conclusion or is that just a suspicion among other suspicions that you just want to make sure doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yes. Like, oh, so you're like 100% committed. Like, they want to take our guns. Like, for sure. I, I don't know over. I don't know very many Democrats. Well, that's not necessarily true. I know a few that are like, that are that are basically, com- Let's. this is the other funny thing. Me and communists, we vehemently disagree almost all the time. But the one thing that we actually agree on is firearms. Most communists want people to have guns, which is very funny to me. <laughs> but 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 my point with that is I it's yes. American communism, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, the proletariat has to defeat the bourgeoisie somehow. Damn, <laughs> so oh I yeah, I just I don't want to give any room for this to even be a potentiality. I don't want to I don't want to walk a single step. I just don't want to do it. Like the journey of a million miles is started by and, a single step. I don't want this to be the step. <laughs> and see, then is see. it because uh, a fear, uh, understandable fear, of a, a police state where only yes. they have yes. military power and yes. we are defenseless? Yes, of a is, takeover. Yeah. Yes, because it has happened hundreds of times. History, so, yeah. but we also saw, we also saw um, the unprecedented historical moment of citizens storming the capital that's true armed citizens storming the capital they well some some were armed so also, <laughs> sorry the way you said that was like, like you better not challenge me because i know <laughs> some were armed yes uh, but more of what i found more interesting was the little snip about uh uh certain like 
what was it like police and firefighters and stuff flashing their badges to like oh get yeah the I've seen nod, I've seen videos like uh, that and I have no idea what to make of that people I'm literally really, being led into the dome yeah. from the outside I have no clue what I'm to really make interested that. to know. Like what cops taking selfies done. with the rioters. Like, yeah, no, and by the way, just to be clear, they were rioters, and right. those people should go but, to jail. But how? How? Like, there's a cognitive dissonance there because, how, well, and, and I'm not saying like on your interpretation, but I'm saying like to to make peace with that as like like you are a police officer guarding the state's capital, yet you are taking a selfie with a literal like insurrectionist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, see, okay, Hans. So this is but the, the and the hypocrisy of the large scale response, like how we see, how we've seen the the precedent set for the majority pre- peaceful protest that happened in mass around the country, um, to which the the response was a lot more hostile, wide scale. Again, it was a much larger event, and it was happening, you know, in a lot of different areas to which there were different responses. But then to see this at the nation's capital be responded with what seemed to be open arms, like they were they were patting them on the back, like get in there, show them what for, like come on. Okay, well let's not forget a woman got shot point blank and, yeah. and died. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that video, but I, you can literally see the life leave her body. I will also say this, billions of dollars of damage was done over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Cities were burned to the ground. I, I, 20 people lost their lives. Like, it's not a, it's not a huge, it's not like, I, I, I don't understand. In Kenosha, for instance, people were shot. There was a police line that literally didn't even move to go towards the threat. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this narrative of, okay, well, if they were black, it would have been a bloodbath. No, it wouldn't have been. Well, I didn't say that. No, I know, I, no, I know, but but what you're saying. But might there have been more of a more riot shields? Okay, so this the is the thing. Muriel Bowser, who is the mayor of D.C., came out before January 6th and said, "No, I've requested there be as little police presence as possible to not cause a riot. To not to." Uh... That's not what they did in Dallas. What I said. That's not what they did in Dallas. What do you mean? Uh, as little police presence as possible, so as not okay. Well, see that this is the thing. Obviously, the mayor of DC is going to be a Democrat. She herself made the call. I'm, I could pull this up. Like she, I, I herself, don't, I don't, I'm not disputing that. She, I didn't know. Well, I, I would. So I would like to look it up. Because would a police present a stronger police presence have prevented the riot? Maybe. Well, probably because this is the thing. You have to understand. Most people don't understand the actual. Well, what's interesting the, is that a capital. Democrat made that call. It is very interesting that the Democrat made that call. And again, the only reason that I would want to look it up is to see exactly what she said mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, this was her logic. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the reason, because you see videos of the riders breaking through uh, and the police literally like leaving some of the uh, some of the barricades. Now, the reason that they did that, a lot of people well, yeah, have thought. Yeah, we got a bunch of angry white people. Well, I'm gonna turn around and run too. <laughs> well, also for concentrating forces closer to the dome, which didn't work but but i don't agree with the idea that if it were blm or if it were antifa or if it were blah 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 blah, it would be a bloodbath literally in oregon a police station was overrun and burned to the ground and nobody was killed i don't agree with this narrative if burning down a police station isn't a molotov cocktails were thrown at federal courthouses 
And the worst thing that happened was a couple of people got hit with sticks and they got pulled into vans. That's not good, but that's not a blood. Also, very concerning implications uh, down the road for protesters. Uh, would-be rioters, maybe. Would-be uh-huh. looters, maybe. Mm-hmm. But protesters in general mm-hmm. being especially grouped in with that, with the lumped in with the bad apples, you know. No, yeah, so yeah, of course. Um, but no, the the point the the do you see my argument though I, Absolutely. I, because mm. i can't because i kind of hate that narrative I, of I, like I, white people are treated with special privilege because that's that's especially in the media lebron james literally sided with the chinese on the uyghur camps and he is still one of it the most popular basketball player and he gets a pass for that i don't know he, what that is lebron james with the uyghur muslims in china being pushed into concentrate you know anything about that my mind is blown with both of you each and every day. <laughs> the first time it was blown was when I learned that y'all hadn't voted. Yeah. Did y'all eventually vote, by the way? No. I hate you guys so fucking much. Oh my Christ. No. I am no, beside wait. myself. I registered though uh, after I. That I, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, got a, I got a new. Uh, I got a new ID. Uh, when and I he's like, yeah, I what? I'll register. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably maybe next, next time. time. <laughs> I want to pick a hair out of my head, put it in a cloning machine, clone myself, stand next to myself, so I could literally be beside myself right now. I am ashamed of both of you. I'm okay, sorry. It's fine. I, I guess I am. Oh my god! But but hold on. So so Fuck hold on. Me. Okay. I, so I, I I definitely I understand what you're saying. I think. Um, it is, sounds like you're saying that the, what I believe to be excessive and, um... My point is BLM literally burned down cities and they got a pass by everyone. Not one Democrat has called them out by name. Joe Biden on debate stage wouldn't even call out Antifa. He said Antifa was an idea. Like, if you don't think well, I mean, that these groups get passes... Antifa, Antifa doesn't have, like... They don't have, they don't have an, they don't have a, an organization. But are we going right. to say Al-Qaeda is just an idea? Because they don't have, like, a hierarchy either. They have cells, which is exactly what Antifa has. And what's this, like, what's that? They use the same uniforms. They use the same tactics. They use the same symbology. Everything that I've seen as far as, like, what Antifa does, every time I follow it down, it completely disintegrates. It turns out it wasn't Antifa. Like, every time. Okay, well, they have the same flags. They have the same uniforms. They have the same tactics. No, 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 I understand. Which is break shit and burn shit to the ground. Right. By the way... I, I can, I don't like BLM as an idea. I just think, I, I, black lives obviously matter. I'm going to say that as a statement. Mm-hmm. But as an idea, as an organization, as a movement, I can't tack onto it. But I'll say this. Well, the and two things that you mentioned are all different things. No, I know. That's what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. I try, I try, well, I'm trying to make sure I understand where, where, what it's... So BLM and Antifa are two different things. I totally acknowledge that. But what has happened is BLM has allowed Antifa to basically co-opt its movement so anywhere where BLM goes, Antifa is right there. I recognize those are two different things. But Antifa has, as though it were a tick, tacked, its, tick, tack, tacked itself onto BLM. And they have now, anytime somebody looks at a BLM or Antifa protest, it's very hard to disambiguate which is which. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a bad thing. I think BLM largely are peaceful. But I think anywhere Antifa goes, it is destruction and chaos. But my point with this is we had a few hundred people storm the Capitol, and now we will never shut the fuck up about January 6th for three decades. Probably. 
Because look, one woman are we gonna died. Shut up? Are we going to shut up about you know the the bullshit that was pulled in Oregon? What do you mean? Or I mean the are same you, the same whole. Are you talking about Chop Chaz Chaz Chop? Yeah, I mean we've or, already shut up about it. People still are talking about it. No, I'm still talking about exactly. it. Of course I am. I'm like, talking about no no mainstream think, media outlet think, is going think, to shut up. I think that about last, January 6th. that last summer is going to go down in history just as much as the siege on the Capitol. I agree, but it's going to go down as a good thing. People are going to go back in 10 years. People are going to go look back at, at summer of 2020 and say that was a good ride. Those were good protests. I don't know. I don't know who's saying that. Okay. Well, literal doctors and virologists came out and said, okay, well, anti-lockdown protests are bad, but these BLM protests are good. Like, I, I can pull that up too. But are doctors, they like credible people? Are they people that we can be it was like... like this, it was like the CDC came out and said, okay, these BLM protests are fine. Because what matters is more what you're protesting rather than that you're protesting. I can. I'll look this up. Well, I'm just thinking that. Yeah, I was about to say. I think from overall, the CDC, that sounds like a very specific thing to say. I just think um, that overall, logical people are going to look at all that and just be like, "Well, that's a bunch of foolish <laughs> nonsense." You know, like I don't think anybody credible or logical, like that, I would want to sit down and have a conversation with, is going to say that that was all right. And if anybody does say, like, it's, then get out of the conversation. Like, I don't want to have that conversation with you. Like, you've already, mm -hmm. like, I got, what do you got? Uh, this is from Mallory Simon uh, Simone, I guess, at CNN. This is June 5th, 2020. Over 1,000 healthcare professionals sign a letter saying, don't shut down protests using the coronavirus concerns as an excuse. I can find another one. Give me just one second. You can keep talking if you want. Uh, look, I, I just think these BLM Antifa protests absolutely get a pass. Okay, so... And we will never give a pass to anybody on January 6th. Who, By the way, as we shouldn't. Okay, I, okay now, now I think I understand what you're saying. And I, that's different than what I thought you were saying I just before. want to know who's in charge of giving the pass. But... This is from time. Just popular opinion, I think. Protests in a... But is it popular opinion or is it what media has determined as popular opinion? Isn't that the same thing, no, I mean, by the media can say like so, can make up whatever they want, and say yeah, that it I mean that's true. But if like, but media and, says, and, and like if they put out a poll, like, is everybody going to take a poll and say that? I don't know. I, I I don't think it's popular opinion, even if the media says it is. Well, I so think that any logical really, person is going to say no. It's not called for. It's not really quick. I'm going to give you two more headlines. The se the second one, which would be the last one, is the most egregious, and that's the one that I remember reading. Uh, quote, protest is a profound public health intervention, end quote. This is from Time. Why so many doctors are supporting protests in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, your internet just... Okay. Uh, fuck, that was the headline that I wanted. Okay, hold on. I think it's going This is from New York Times. Uh, this is... Uh, this is July, July 6th, 2020. Are protests dangerous? What experts say may depend on who's protesting what. Guys, I'm just saying. But this these is these protests got a but pass this is this by is media, everybody by biased media, like the the biased yeah, media. Yeah, of course. Like, so if that's but, but the media, there. but the media controls the narrative. So to answer, so to answer, your and I question, don't think it should. And like a lot of us, you like, know, reasonable I, people don't think it should. So how many, how many reasonable people? Are saying that it was a good idea. That I mean, how many reasonable people exist? 
At least three. (laughs) So, so you know the people who aren't taking the polls. So to explain what I mean by uh, popular opinion and what in media narrative are pretty much the same thing is when you have the majority of the people in the country specifically, but like on the planet that don't just wake up knowing what's going on, and their one source for information is the aforementioned media. And then they're all going to that same source for information, whether the media is right or wrong or, or you know, on the good side or on the bad side of history is irrelevant. Whatever the, the popular narratives are, that's what the public popular opinion is going to be by default. Not because not because there aren't going to be fringe, you know, outliers who, you know, sit there and think rationally and think, you know, hey, wait a second. But because most people don't give it that second thought. Most people are just like, well, this is what I read on the news today. And yeah. You know? No, I, I 100%. I, and then they just kind of... Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> my, but... my big problem is there is zero consistency from any mainstream person when it comes to these riots. I will, I will flat out tell you, riots are bad. Mm-hmm. Burning shit down is bad. Protest good, riot bad. Yes, okay, exactly. But, but, but... And actually, I'm a fan of protesting. Protesting is great. But as soon as you break a window, it's a riot. As soon as you burn a, burn shit to the ground, as soon as somebody dies, that's not a protest anymore. That's a riot. Are you willing to concede the fact that, like, shit doesn't get done? Most, like if more we than ninety percent of the protesting is ninety three percent. Yeah, okay. I'm absolutely so, willing so, to. Yes, hundred percent. And, and and so we're we are all on the same page that rioting is bad. I went. By bad. the way, I went to one of the BLM <clears throat> protests that were totally peaceful. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And I went. And I went. And I was very. Fl- I was a. I was very noticeable as a conservative. And I didn't, nothing happened other than people swore at me, but whatever. Right. And okay. So, so we were, we're definitely seeing eye to eye on a lot of this, but what I don't agree with and what I saw, um, obviously secondhand because I wasn't there in person, but what I've seen, um, across the board was that the anticipation for these events was met with, um, how do I put this? They weren't taking steps to avoid conflict. They, Wait, what events are we talking about? January sixth? Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, the mass protests across uh, for the George, the George Floyd and BLM protests. You saw uh, what? Uh, the anticipation, or excuse me, the the uh, way that the police departments uh, prepared for these events, um, they did not, in all cases, or in in a, in a lot of cases, uh, go out of their way to avoid conflict. A lot of the times. What I was literally like seeing videos of uh, from my friends who were going wow. out there and and, and uh, protesting and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, for example, like what happened on I think it was the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge where they like were telling everybody to go home, go home, you know, disperse, and, and they, then they arrested everybody on the bridge. Yeah, um, for protesting. At, at some point, protests become unlawful, and I'm not saying that I agree with that, by the way, because I think you should be able to protest. Right. At some point, protesting becomes unlawful. Now, I, I don't agree with that because you have a First Amendment right to peacefully assemble. Um, now, do you see, but do I don't, you see I don't how really the difference between that kind of response and the response we saw at the Capitol would be, um, I don't want to just, it would be interesting to me. You okay, what I'm saying? this is what I would say about the Capitol. The Capitol was unprepared. Was it intentional? I have no idea. Uh, I don't believe. I don't I, think it should have been unprepared. Obviously not, but that wasn't, unfortunately, that wasn't either of our calls to make. That was Muriel Bowser who consciously made the decision to not have as much And have present. we seen conservatives behave in that way? Or have, huh? we seen, have we seen the right behave in that way 
in recent history. Like I don't no, maybe I, a, lot of, a, a, a mass protest. Yeah, that was exactly. that was I I was on a shocking. on a I was on a 12-hour drive whenever January 6th happened and I was this is really bad. I so was glued to my phone. Yeah, and so the it was the entire time because it was, it was shocking, so shocking because you know, we didn't expect that from the people who were bitching the whole time about uh the left rioters, mm-hmm. you know, and then they they're that hypocritically was, that going was, that off and doing the same change, like that. Just like yeah, switching see, it back around. That thing. was the one that. See, I think... hold on. If we can find a single mainstream Republican or conservative that endorsed January sixth, I would be shocked because uh, I'm just picking names out of a hat: Ben Shapiro, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder. Name a name a mainstream conservative. Every single one of them came out and said every single one of the people that invaded the Capitol should be arrested. Those people. And by the way, I don't think what that the about people the that invaded QAnon the Capitol. People, like okay, well, QAnon is, all, is full of psychopaths <laughs> and degenerates. <laughs> exactly. and, I, and, I, and I hate them. And I, put out, I said that I huge... hate... I hate QAnon more than I hate communists. But and communists... Always. Yes, you know. <laughs> that's saying something. <laughs> Communism has killed 100 million people. Yeah. I hate QAnon worse than I hate communism. But, QAnon, but a, some deep water. I, a lot of them are... I cannot stand them. But a lot of them are on the right, and they're, you know, doing... They're doing damage to their own party and and to me they're the equivalent to of antifa you know you got antifa on the far left and you got qanon on the far right Mm -hmm. they're both equally as fucking ridiculous see this is out of their fucking minds i would say that qanon people are stupid and antifa people are insane because Antifa people literally want to burn down the capitalist structure, and QAnon thinks that lizard people exist. Like, no, I think, I, because I think that there is a measure of insanity, and then there's just stupidity. Like, I don't think lizard people, if you believe lizard people, I don't think you're insane. You're just dumb. Like, you're just stupid. But, like, we have to tear down the entire capitalist structure, and we have to kill, you know, as many, we have to kill, you know, decapitate the rich, right? Decapitate Jeff Bezos. No, you're, you're an insane person. You're, like, an actually insane person. So QAnon, <laughs> QAnon is stupid. QAnon is stupid, and I've never seen them be destructive, like physically destructive, until January 6th. I am totally fine with declaring QAnon a domestic well, there was terrorist also that organization guy that, uh, if we do the same thing to Antifa. There was also that guy um, that like held a little uh, or a Pizza Hut at gunpoint in like what? DC or something like that. I don't or, know what. Or, I don't know anything. Pizza Gate, bro. Oh, um, this dude! Okay, like, is went, see, like he was yeah. looking for the basement. And there was no basement in the pizza store. <laughs> I don't think that that was QAnon. I think QAnon had like QAnon became... was totally PizzaGate. No, 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 no. My point is, I think QAnon became a thing after that. Uh, yeah. So, so that but there were like 4chan or it's probably 8chan the same, groups same people, that yeah. didn't have a name, but it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's again, that's just stupid. You're a stupid person. And by the way, I think being stupid is almost worse than being insane. Because if you're stupid, you don't exactly have a goal. If you're insane, you have a goal. It's just crazy. By the way, Alex Jones, Alex fucking Jones came out and bashed QAnon. If if you're on the same side as Alex Jones, an actual crazy person... I don't even know Verified. what to say to you. He, and I think I have the video saved, but he's talking to I've a QAnon. I've got the documents. Yeah, I actually, I have the documents. <laughs> but he, he, I have on video, he's talking to a QAnon person, and he's like, you people are ridiculous. You believe there's wizards and warlocks, yeah. and it's like, oh, I just can't deal with it anymore. Oh, and he's like, that was that. Yes, so, so that's my that's thing. that's why uh, homie thinks that he's a shill now. Maybe. Mainstream conservatives that's actually don't, point. mainstream conservatives don't like what happened at January 6th. None of them do. But, I and they will heard... call it out by name. 
I haven't heard any um, left leaning or 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 left like politicians come out and say, "Hey, good good on you for those riots last summer." Like, if if we had a second, I bet I could. I bet I could find. It. Thank you for watching. Tune in next Monday for part two of our conversation with Jonathan Nobles. Hit the subscribe button and ring the notification bell so that you will be alerted when that video is ready. Thank you.